after three, we're just going to do a clap. And then that's how we align. And also, like, get ourselves in that space. (laughs) (laughs) One, two, three. Welcome to the Arts Village People. This is the podcast where the village highlights its upcoming events and showcases some artists and creators in our community. We are your hosts, Tara Prieto. And Sweetie James here. And we are joined today by our guest, Nanu. Welcome to the podcast. Before we learn more about Nanu and her amazing work, we'll jump into the community highlights. We have Glassfest and St. Chad's they'll be exhibiting here at the Arts Village. Uh, Glassfest will be opening on the 30th of September and the St. Chad's exhibition will be opening on the 7th of October. Uh, we also have the 20th anniversary coming up. So yeah, more info will be popped on about that through our newsletter and Facebook. We also have Maxine Thompson's pencil drawing workshop on the 29th and the 30th of October coming up. Also, we have our very first Kuanga Markets here at the Arts Village Green on the 15th of November. So, yeah, come along if it's a nice sunny day, hopefully. Mm, hopefully. And, yeah, come and look at some arts and crafts, live music, and hopefully food. Should I say yeah. hopefully? Hopefully. And food. <laughs> Hope. Yeah. <laughs> Also coming up is our HAA, our Holiday Arts Academy for the school holidays, which starts on October the 4th. Applications are open, but our spaces are very limited at the moment. Also on the 29th of October, we have the artist gathering here at the Arts Village. Oh, we got heaps on on October and the coming. It's a busy month. Yeah, busy month. A lot of work. Yeah, we're recording this from the office and I think um, we all can see our very... It's a very very full calendar. (laughs) Very, very full calendar. Yeah, we're back on the grind on the podcasts and um, it's cool to have Smithy back on after being away from um, being sick. Yeah, so. You had the spicy cough as well. Mm. We are so stoked to have you today with us here, Nanu. I know of Nanu from the from the Rainbow Club of Rutro, which yeah. um, I'm also, uh, oh, did I just out myself? No, my parents don't <laughs> listen to this, don't they? <laughs> don't listen, mum and dad. Don't listen. <laughs> Oh, good. <laughs> um, but also in the musical theater and performing arts in Rotorua. So I'm so stoked to have you here with us, Nanu. Um, yeah. Could you please talk more or introduce yourself to our listeners as well? My parents are from Ngāti Mania Potoe and Te Parangi, but I was raised in Murupara and I'm Smithy is my nephew. Ayo. So his dad is my brother. So it's really good to see him because I haven't seen him for ages. Yeah. Um, but really good to catch up with you too because I think the last one was maybe the meeting that we had at the library. Yeah, yeah. And the, the kitty packs that yes. we were doing yeah, for our, 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 our young whānau in Tamariki and, and mm. emergency housing. Mm. Um, so it's been really it's been really busy since then in that space but also on top of that in my spare time if I call it my spare time <laughs> um, quite heavily involved in the performing scene. So yeah. um, it's great to be here and to share a little bit of what I do and yeah and hopefully it may may inspire someone else out there. Mm, I'm sure it will. I guess we'll get on to the first question then. Mm. Um when did your or when and how did your journey 
begin, I should say, into the performing arts and what you do and what you love? I, I think I can remember like as far back as primary school, sort of being involved in like local school plays and stuff. And mm. I had this really um, funny way of funny ability, I guess. No, I just had this ability to remember lines and words and songs. And so I'd remember the entire play. And I often found myself at like seven, eight, prompting my other classmates for their lines. Wow. Um, not not realising that it would be something that I could probably look at doing. Um, and then I sort of went away from that and sort of wanted to become, I actually wanted to become a psychologist when I got older. And I was discouraged from doing it from a friend. And she was like, well, what about performing arts? And, mm. and I hadn't sort of thought about performing arts as being something I could do, not as a career, but as, as part of my life journey. Because mm. mm. I'd always heard from people saying, you know, music doesn't put food on the table, it doesn't pay mm. bills. Yeah. And so I was like, okay, well, let's find a job that will pay bills and mm. put food on the table. And then I got involved in, it's really weird, I got involved in a, in a really, really well-known karaoke scene that used to sort of exist here back in the, in the late 90s. Mm. Oh. Um, and there was a, actually a club that we went to a place one night. We um, were having some food and, and sort of things like that, and they had karaoke, and so we just started singing. And then we we met these people and it became this really wide network of interesting friends who probably wouldn't necessarily cross paths in general, yeah, but all had a love for singing and music. So that solidified oh. us. And then we became members of the club, and then it went from one place to another place, and then another place. And, and it was actually a really thriving scene, and that's where I got sort of not discovered, talking like I'm like <laughs> Lizzo or something. I'm not <laughs> at all. But that's where a lot of the local um, musicians and mm. bandies would hang out mm. and stuff when they were, had some downtime. And so I was invited to sing from one of the bands at their gigs. And then I started doing fill-ins for local mm. gigs, um, local bands, and here and there. And still didn't think anything about it. It was just like, it was fun. I had a jam. I could mm. get up and sing mm. and, and make a little bit of money Yeah, sometimes. About 2002, I was, I was told about the, uh, there was a performing arts course in town. And a friend had said, because I'd been working sort of in the hospital industry for a long time and mm. it was okay I loved it mm. but I wanted something else it was mm. just, I was at a point like is this it mm. I'm going to be like waiting tables for the rest of my life mm. I don't do that mm. I mean and what people often observe is when I was serving people I was always singing because mm. it helped get me through the day yeah. or the night <laughs> often nights long nights Yeah. so she had suggested that I look at performing out so I went along to the place and within I think an hour I was enrolled and I did this certificate program which ran for a year and then I ended up spending another three years doing my bachelor performing arts and it was cool. through that that I found my love for musicals or musical theatre mm. um, Haka was also heavily involved in that but at the time it wasn't my focus my mm. was like, I was like wait I could just do like musical theatre mm. is this a thing in Rotorua you know it was, it was just so cool and so I did my first um, production with the Rotorua Musical Theatre Society in 2002 and mm. I loved that and then when I graduated with my bachelor's I ended up going up to Auckland to uh, South Seas Film and Television School I actually went up as a support person for another friend who was going up to do the documentary directing course mm. and so we went up just to talk to her mm. because she was going up all by herself and mm. I ended up doing an audition while I was there and then about 20 minutes later they rang me and said well we'd like to say that you've been accepted and I was like what? Cool. Are you so what? Cool. So oh it was like coming gosh. home and saying I'm moving mm. to Auckland yeah. and we didn't know where. <laughs> um, luckily through friends with Fano who opened their doors and allowed us to stay with them. So that was, and that was great. It taught me a lot about how different communities in different cities actually view arts. Mm. Mm. Like I think mm. here we, we take it seriously, definitely, mm. but we're a little bit more relaxed about it. Mm. Like, we're not as intense. Like, Auckland, it's very intense because there are so many people who are trying to make it big. Mm. You know, they're trying to make this a career, a working career. So they're very, not competitive, but they're very intense and they're mm. very driven. Mm. Uh, so that was good to see that kind of style. Yeah. 
um, and that the, how that space worked in Auckland because I was just like, you know, we'd go around the room and th- on the Thursday and everyone's like, well, I got the top um, in my class for speech and drama in the entire South Island. And we're like, cool. And then it got to me and I was like, I auditioned and I got in. Mm. Yes, <laughs> so I'm here. Wow. Through that whole entire year that we mm. spent there, it was a lot of like learning and unlearning because we'd mm. learned stuff. Like, you know, when kids do drama classes and things like that, and they teach you certain things, mm. uh, well, there they taught us to unlearn all that stuff, unpack mm. it. And I made some really good contacts, and I was signed with an agency at the time, and then oh. uh, one of our whanau passed away. Mm. And so I came back home, mm-hmm. and I chose to stay home and ended up thinking, well, I still want to perform. Mm. Where do I go? So I approached the, the musical theatre society again and became a little bit more involved in that and brought with me my skills that I'd learned up there and had a little turn at directing and even yeah directing's directing's interesting I think I prefer to be a performer at the moment mm. Mm. I'm like there's so much that you have to look after when you're directing yeah. and it's just like I just want to focus on what I'm doing mm. but yeah kind of ballooned from there and then I sort of once again had a it got itchy feet and went I it also is a little bit too small for me at the moment <laughs> um, I want to branch out so I took off mm. to Auckland again and met some amazing people who got me involved with a cabaret scene oh. that we would do like sort of regular gigs in different places all over Auckland, mm. up and down Queen Street and K Road and, and things like that. And, you know, we had um, burlesque dancers and Ooh, fire eaters that and so circus cool. performers and drag queens. And yeah. and it was just, it was beautiful to see mm. that, how it brought everyone together mm. to just, and that gift of entertainment mm. and how important that was for people, especially when they had like a long week and they just mm. want to be, mm. you know, have good food and be entertained and go home and be really, really happy. Mm. And, I was, and I loved it. Um, we'd Aww. run often from one venue to the other because we're like running like 10 minutes later. So we're yeah. still in our last costume <laughs> with our suitcases running across um, Queen Street and jumping over cars and stuff just to get to the next venue. But it was Aww. great. You know, there's lots of learning, trying to squeeze yourself into a small space because you're mm. all sharing the same dressing room. If there was a dressing room, uh-huh. <laughs> quite often it was just a, like the back area of a space oh, or wow. a toilet. Not all of them were the most hygienic spaces, but <laughs> <laughs> you met some, you know, I met some amazing people who then often became very much mentors for mm. me later on down the track so that's kind of yeah and then I came home again because it was, it was getting a bit too busy it was mm. full on I mean I love mm. Auckland but it's noisy it's such a noisy place because it mm. never rests mm. and you're yeah. just like I just want the world to shush for about yeah. <laughs> I don't know an hour can you give me an hour uh, so I came home because I love the fact that home is very it's, it's a lot slower in pace mm. and you can go about your 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 life mm. without encroaching on another's mm. whereas like in Auckland we were staying in, in space and like the neighbours like just the you open the window and you can see like the neighbours apartment like oh, no wow. this is not cool <laughs> I love it but I don't love it this much yeah. so yeah wow. I've often done that I've sort of taken off for a weekend and mm. perform somewhere and then come back mm. and I love that because I can come back here and just mm. chill out and chill zone out, out. Yeah. which is really important to me as a performer mm. yeah so that was yeah that was kind of where it all started and it's still you know I still get asked to go and perform at different places and if cool. I can fit it in I do yeah. but this year because it's been so busy I've had I've probably turned around down about five offers oh. um, just because it's just it's mm. timing it's transport mm. it's accommodation mm. it's all of that stuff yeah, yeah. but no yeah it's, it's definitely no regrets yeah mm. I've had some pretty hair raising moments in my yeah. time trying to get into a, into a venue and there's a yeah. big scrap happening at the front and it's just like oh, we just want to go and sing can you can you and then then, then the rotsu and me and the marupaka and they move get out now thank you and then just run upstairs come and watch the show oh wow 
Oh, thank you. That was that was really cool. Yeah. Also, I'm curious if that karaoke club is still around because I no. I I'd love to. No, and like there's a few people who are still here, but it's yeah. not a club anymore. I don't, I'm not okay. sure when it dissolved, but it used to be. It used to feed like people would come, and we had a huge membership. Mm. And the beautiful thing was often at venues that we would situate ourselves with. They had like tavern licenses, so you could bring <gasps> children in, oh. and they would sing as well. And oh. we'd often kind of encourage them on stage without even realizing they were That's encouraging. So them. cool. Um, um, and even parents, you know, yeah. if like the children would come and sing and the parents would want to sing and we'd encourage them to come and sing. Oh and gosh. so it was a it was a fast growing family environment. Mm. And then I'm not sure what happened because when I moved away it was still going, then I mm. came back and it was gone. I, I know that a lot of people have moved away. Yeah. So that could be why. Um right. but Carrick is not as I mean it's popular but it's not as popular as it was in like the mm. late nineties, early two thousands. Like mm. it was the thing. Because oh. everyone wanted to do um, <laughs> I should be pronouncing it properly. It's karaoke, karaoke. But yeah. yeah. So uh, sorry to <laughs> for the mispronunciation <laughs> that's alright oh but cool I love karaoke that's just the Filipino <laughs> oh it is it is I mean we used to go to the, the Korean bars and, 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 and stuff and they'd have a booth like yours yes. you could hire oh a whole booth oh my gosh yes that's, that's we just get thing. to listen to ourselves you know yeah. just like, that and you cool. just sing yeah it's amazing you get buckets of booze and you just mm. sing your heart out and it just you just keep ordering it and they keep hey. refilling it and yeah. you know we, one minute we're starting off doing like you know real real cool fun funky songs and by the end of the nights we're all doing like Disney ballads nice. at the top of <laughs> it's great yeah great fun what a story eh so in that start that you have who were your biggest inspirations in this work and who are your biggest influences I was very lucky growing up in Maripara because in mm. our household there was music in every room and it was a different genre of music nice so like my parents would listen to country and western uh, music and things like Dennis Marsh and Dennis August and all those beautiful mm. artists and then in my oldest brother's room was Bob Marley and reggae mm-hmm. he was a massive reggae fan and then my other brother's room was lots of heavy metal so it was like Iron Maiden and Megadeth and, <laughs> and things like that coming <laughs> from his room he was just that person he yeah. was, and my sisters who shared a room they listened to like the girl groups mm. so Diana Ross and the Supremes mm. yeah and then it became like the 80s girl groups like Banana Rama oh, yeah. and Mel and Kim and, mm. and all of that stuff so they sort of all had an input into mm. where I sort of took my musical influences from but I mean like my favourites like the old school divas like Tina Turner Aretha Franklin oh, yeah. Whitney Celine mm-hmm. I mean currently I mean because they're, they're still going well yeah. Whitney's not and neither is Aretha but Tina Turner and Selena are still going that's amazing mm-hmm. um, yeah. but my current sort of inspirations are people like Lizzo and yeah. Cynthia Revo, who's a mm-hmm. massive musical theatre mm-hmm. icon right now um, and Jennifer Hudson she's amazing mm-hmm. yeah and they're all they're all powerhouse yeah. performers I mean in saying that there's lots of sort of male influences too like Luther Vandross and mm-hmm. Stevie Wonder mm-hmm. um, Michael Jackson um, and Michael Bublé at mm. the moment because I have a, I have like it's weird I listen to so many different genres of music and you know, my love is probably I love listening to jazz mm. oh yeah I love jazz cool. mm. just the notes that and the mm. skating and stuff I mean I can't do it very mm. well at all I have tried many times <laughs> I even did like a jazz show even though I'm not a jazz singer but I had a go and that was fun but yeah that's you know lots of musical influences and I draw my inspiration from many different things mm. I think because I find I often I'm not necessarily listening to the song I'm listening to the lyrics and I'm listening mm. to the lyrical interpretation of those words mm. so the inflections they use yeah. the rises and falls and everything can I do that mm. probably not let's try it and then if it fails I just move on yeah mm. sorry neighbours by the way I sing the shower a lot and that's what they get to listen to is me <laughs> telling myself <laughs> off when I go flat <laughs> <laughs> So jumping from your inspirations, can you talk to us about your current mahi? 
at the moment? Yeah, sure. So um, while I'm, I'm, I'm a mild-mannered, very quiet, non-invasive person who currently works in the social services sector around emergency housing support, my other mahi, which I'm very passionate about, is I'm currently a committee member for the Edelstoro Musical Theatre Society, mm-hmm. and I have been for a few years now. We want to branch out and broaden to the wider community. Like, there's mm-hmm. often this thing that, because it's musical theatre, mm-hmm. you have to be a certain kind of person to appreciate and to attend musical theatre. Mm-hmm. Um, and I'm like, you know, it's not a certain demographic or a certain race of people. It's just mm. there's a certain type of people yeah. that are often assumed to be people who attend musical theatre. Mm. Mm. So we want to break that stigma and you know cool. branch out and to the wider community and that can only happen by broadening the selections of shows. Mm. The society has put on some amazing shows mm. in, in the hundreds of years that they've been going. I know that's like there's like shows from like way back in the 30s, I think, or the 60s, 50s. I'll go as far as 50s. Mm. I'm sure it goes back even further than that. And, you know, they have a massive history. So coming on board, we we, we sort of thought, okay, what can we do to branch out to get more people to come? Mm. When I used to, I used to work at Tapuya and I worked in um, tourism for about 13, 14 years. Mm. But I worked at Tapuya for 11 years previously before COVID hit. Mm. And a lot of that, the sort of older guides and the mentors said, what sort of musical theatre used to put on dinner shows Mm. on a regular basis mm. at um, the theatre which is located on Casablanca um, at Casablanca Theatre on 122 Diddy Street just mm. in case you didn't know out in the industrial area and they would put on dinner shows and Fano would go there and mm. have dinner and watch a show mm. cool I was like why aren't that's we doing cool. that now yeah. that's a great idea yeah, for people cool. to you know if they want to go out and have a kind mm. and mm. just have a jam and, and be entertained that's a you know and it's a perfect space it's a very intimate space mm. you can fit up to I think it's 105 mm. people in the venue so it's a nice small space mm. for you know intimate audiences where you're mm. right up close to the action happening speaking of which nice little sequence mm-hmm. <laughs> our current production at the moment is the color purple which i am a cast member of we are having what's a wednesday today is tonight will be the final tech dress rehearsal mm-hmm. tomorrow night's vip night and then we open on friday and if people aren't familiar with the color purple if you haven't read the book or actually seen the film it's a very powerful mm. story i was asked to describe it and i've said it's a wonderful story of love loss, triumph and redemption mm. and we're very lucky to have some very wonderful, talented people on board with us in, in the cast and our creative team is just as equally amazing so we have um, Ngahiriwa Rauhina who is our director, Dr Dan Iremia who works at Lake DHB mm. uh, he is our musical director and the very talented and amazing Tairua Royal who is our choreographer so blending together all of these talents and these skills and these strengths we're at a place now where we're like, we need an audience mm. we need an audience, everyone has worked very hard mm. um, to bring this this story to life and oh actually just a disclaimer if you do look at deciding to come to the show and we hope you do mm. and we hope you bring everyone it does touch on some sensitive material and mm. some very sensitive or quite challenging yeah. or confronting issues mm. um, but what I love about the show is that it doesn't actually dwell on them mm. it presents them to you so you know what's going on mm. but because the show is accented by some really wonderfully touching moments it actually exposes you more to the journey of the human spirit to grow mm. and change Mm-hmm. Yeah. which I think is beautiful. Yeah, Because I think someone did say to me in passing, oh, you're doing Colour Purple. That's quite a sad story. And I said, mm-hmm. well, it is. But it's, I mean, it's no sadder than Evita. Evita yeah. is, is an ultimately tragic story. Yeah. So is um, Les Miserables. Mm-hmm. You know, that's tragic. Phantom doesn't end well yeah, no. either. <laughs> doesn't. Cats, Cats is tragic yeah. because it's terribly long. <laughs> <laughs> 
I mean, I love Cats. Yeah. I just wish it was shorter. I really do. I love. I love Cats. It's one of my favourite oh. musicals, but it's just so damn long. Oh. Yeah. I'm like, yeah. Can you hurry up? <laughs> like, there's a whole section where they're just making cat noises for the intro. <laughs> It's just yeah. like, can we just not have that? Just maybe like one bar. Do yeah, one bar yeah, the yeah. and then just move on to the beginning and stuff. <laughs> but anyway, back to the show, yeah. Um, like I said, I'm, I'm very fortunate to, to share the stage with uh, with so many talented people mm. Um, mm. right across, of all ages. We have a really talented young performer by the name of Matahia Paul Maxwell, mm. and she's part of our cast, and she's only 15 years old, oh. and she wow. is amazing. And the rest of the cast are just equally amazing and talented. Oh. So really looking forward to our payoff is actually doing the show. Mm. and being able to run for the season. Um, So, yeah, the season opens on Friday, which is the 30th of September, Mm. which I believe is actually closed already. It's fully booked. The season will run through to with the final night being on the 15th of October, Mm. which is a Saturday. Mm. So, yeah, Yeah. you can check it out at iticket.co.nz, I think. Nice. Or just Google the colour purple will also do and it'll bring you up straight away yeah. the link. Mm. Yeah. So you can have a look at tickets and things like that. It's been some long rehearsals, some long nights and stuff. And when you're trying to juggle that that work life, yeah, mm. I often make it because often people say work and life balance, and I, for me it's work life performance mm. because it's work which I do every day, yeah. well five days a week. Yeah. Then there's performance which I do in my spare time, mm. and then there's life which happens whenever I can fit it in between Aww. that, which is. <laughs> Things like, you know, really mundane things like laundry yeah. and yeah. housework yeah. and making sure the animals haven't died or or <laughs> killed each other off because they're starving. You know, it's, it's things yeah. like that. And yeah. it's a very delicate balance. And mm. I don't know if I've done it very well in the, the past few months because I've gone from performing in song contests, the almost mm. Eurovision experience, mm. Uh, a few months ago, going straight from that into rehearsals for dancing for ho- Harcourt's dancing for hospice, mm, mm. and then rehearsing for Colour Purple, and then once the event had happened, it was straight into. Mm. Um, mm. Now we're moving into Colour Purple, so yeah, yeah. fun. Fun times, I think. <laughs> so, listeners, you better grab your tickets. Like, cause this is it is. It's yeah. a beautiful show, yeah. and the talent is amazing. You will mm. not regret it. We've been fortunate to view a few moments when we're not on stage, and they're just like, wow, that was magic. Yeah, the same thing about being in the show is that we don't get to watch the show mm. because we're a part of it. Mm. So, I'd love, to, I'd love to be an audience member yeah. to just watch oh. her, like this talented cast show the fruits of their labors, mm. and, and also you know to give back to the creative team, the wonderful creative team that are behind it. Yeah. I'm excited i'm definitely getting tickets to it i i love the book color purple so yeah also i am a bit i i like musical theater i mean <laughs> yeah true yeah. yeah what was the last one that you went to go see shrek the yeah, musical that's, that's right. <laughs> which one was where was that was it in the Claudelands? um oh, in hamilton. hamilton yeah i went to the one that they did in tauranga oh my gosh <laughs> and yeah. that was i mean yeah big shout out to our sister society too tauranga musical theater we love you we, um, our recent the last musical i went and watched was to support one of our a uh, couple of our Fano, um, who mm-hmm. were there, mm-hmm. and we were rock you. Mm-hmm. Yes, and that was all based on oh, Queens, yeah. and that yeah. was phenomenal. Mm. Um, I think it's done. Oh no, I think it's almost done. I think maybe this Saturday's their final night. Yeah. So if you get a chance to get along and go and see them in Tottenham, mm-hmm. please do. Definitely worth it. Um, the talent was immense. Yeah, musical theater is just magical. It's amazing. <laughs> anyway, how would our community members um, get involved with Rotorua Musical Theater? Um, so we have a, an email, mm-hmm. which is info at rotoruamusicaltheatre.co.nz. And we also have a Facebook page, mm. 
which is the same thing with also musical theatre. And I believe there's an Instagram as well. Mm-hmm. I'm not on it because I'm not, I'm not big on Instagram at the moment. It's really interesting. I haven't updated anything on there. I've just yeah, been too never. busy. There's definitely um, presence on there. So if you mm-hmm. yeah, can either email them, once again, mm-hmm. info at and they can get some information to you. Sweet. So um, what are your dreams and wish lists around the theatre scene for here in Rotorua? So a few years ago, I, when I joined as a committee member, I sort of raised a point about about, once again, the wider community, mm. getting the wider community involved, um, because we did Dream Girls mm. about yeah. wow. five years ago. I hope I'm right in that. I can't remember the year, but it was it was an amazing experience, and it brought a whole new level, um, not a whole new level of talent, but a whole new lot of talent to mm. the theatre space who'd never been there before. So predominantly a Maori and Pacifica cast, mm. Uh, mm. and nice. you know, very new to this this experience. And we were very lucky that our president um, and still current president at the time, Bobby Howard, introduced the Fano to the space and said, mm. treat this space as though it were a fuddy. Mm. And what's the first thing you do about being in a fuddy? And, you know, the, the cast like, well, we respect our elders, mm. our pakeke, mm. and we look after our babies mm. and all that stuff. So we employed the same philosophy nice. that uh, tikanga and kawa mm. into mm. that space, nice. which then made the cast unofficial custodians of the space. Mm. And it was a little bit of a shell shock for some of the other members because they mm. hadn't seen so many brown faces in the space for a long time. I mean, I remember my first show, I was one of five. Um, mm. Wow. And, and, a, and it was a very big cast mm. but they were all lovely mm. everyone was okay there were a few clicky groups they're not there anymore um, <laughs> which is great but it, you know it's, it's, a, it's what happens in yeah. musical theatre if, you, if you're familiar with music it's like it's like high school mm. everyone gets these like okay. the dancers hanging out together the singers hanging out together the actors hanging out together and stuff and then slowly one by one we sort of filtered through all of these groups and mm. then all of a sudden everyone was hanging out together it's amazing um, but yeah Dream Girls was sort of set sort of it for us in terms of this is a funny that we now are responsible for Mm. Um, and in turn, we are also responsible for the people that are in there. We're responsible for the upkeep of the building, the maintenance of everything, mm. and also the health and well-being of the mm. members who are included in that funny. And so they became our extended Fano and... Mm. Maybe one or two are a little bit resistant or hesitant because they were just unsure until mm. we started bringing in like in theatre you have clay mm. and often it's like like little bread rolls and maybe a, a few super wines and stuff just yeah. for you sort of light clay so you're not yeah. too heavy when you're on stage. No, not us. What do we do? We've got the aunties bringing in like chicken casseroles and <laughs> yes. huge crock pots and there's fry bread and riwana and seafood chowder and <gasps> oh things like that gosh. because that's how we do. Mm. And yeah. you know some of the older members are like, oh, that's a bit heavy, don't you think? And but you know the, and the aunties are like, well, most of them come straight from. And they probably haven't even had lunch. Mm, yeah. So at least they give them this is something for them. They don't have to mm, have it now, which mm. is why it's in a crock pot. They can have it later. But just mm. as long as there's actual clay for them to wow. sustain ourselves yeah. on. And, you know, as we do, offer them some. And they're like, can we have some more? You know, that was a, like, yeah, yeah, we've got it. Yeah. And it became Fano, mm. which we love. And, and, you know, those people are still with us today. So colour purple being very much the same. I think all the cast is Māori and Pacifica. Wow. So, you know, once again, treating it as a, as a whare and, and a safe space. Mm. Mm everyone to to do what they need to do but also i've because i love disney mm. i love disney um i don't some of their adaptations are interesting um <laughs> but we won't go there on this podcast um <laughs> but i've always thought about why don't we do disney musicals because yes, they're available please. no i know we because we've We've tried to get, like, we want to do like, things like Lion King stuff. Mm. We probably can't because we're a small theatre. Um, and Lion mm. King's a massive, yeah, massive production. So that makes yeah. sense. But, you know, there's, I mean, like, there's things like Lex Performing Arts are doing, have done mm. um, Aladdin. Yeah. And they're doing Frozen, I think, as well this oh, year. Wow. So they all, these are junior shows, mm. which are great. Yeah. It's great for our youth. But I thought, why don't we, we could do this as adults. Yeah. 
adult because mm. Shrek was done by adults. Yeah. Um, they've also got Shrek Jr. as well. Yeah. It's like, well, let's do that. But often, and this is a really weird perception here that I've found in, in, in Rotorua specifically, is that shows like that are often seen as pantomime. And I don't have a problem with pantomime because I think mm. pa- pantomime is fun because you get to have fun. Yeah. And it's just, you know, it's real sort of high campy kind of yeah. slapstick, yeah. humorous, lighthearted performance. The great thing about that is you can get all ages involved mm. in, in all areas. Mm. Um, and it also appeals to the wider community. So everyone will bring, you know, parents will bring their children to mm. come and watch yeah. these productions. So they all get to have a really good night out as well. Mm. It also shows the level of scope and how much, how talented our people are. Mm. I see, I'm, you know, very lucky. This is probably why I come back home to Rotorua all the time. Mm. We have so many people here who are stupidly talented mm. and mm. quite often they're, they're overlooked or yeah. they're not given the level of exposure that mm. I think they probably deserve. Mm. These are really good ways to do that and, and to encourage that growth in, in, in young performers yeah. and to, you know, also get the older performers, like some of the people we have are there but they don't perform because they're like, oh, I'm too old. And we're like, what do you mean? You can still sing. You can still mm. move. Mm. You know, just still breathing. Get on stage yeah. with us. Aww. Come and have a good time. We love it. Which is also what Colour Purple is. It's, you know, old to young. Mm. Well, okay, I'm going to say young to not so young. Mm. Respectfully. Yeah. <laughs> respectfully to our more seasoned members of mm. the cast. <laughs> but yeah, so, you know, it's things like that. Um, but, I mean, yeah, Lake's Performing Arts are doing them. But I'd like to see our theatre do it. Just for a bit of fun and just to bring, you know, maybe as an idea to end the year off with on yeah. a high. Yeah. Or to bring the year in with a, with a high. Yeah. Um, so fingers crossed that happens. Speaking of loving Disney shows, my ultimate dream would to be would be to play Ursula in The Little Mermaid. Oh, yes. I love that. Ca- I've loved that character since I was a kid. I was just like, that is cool. Best awesome. villain song, I think. I love her villain song. Oh my god, I would love to see that. Yeah, that would be great. So you know, just just saying, putting it out, out to the there. universe. We'll put it out there. We'll try and manifest it um, yeah. through however we can because that would be that would, I would take mm. that off my bucket list. I mean, when I was in Auckland, I got to play some really cool roles. I got to play the blue genie in Aladdin. We did an mm. old story of Aladdin where there were two genies. There's a genie of the lamp and the genie of the ring. Mm. I played the genie of the lamp and so I was painted blue from head to toe and that was fun. <laughs> I got to play, we did Beauty and the Beast and yeah. it was kind of like a, a kind of a merge between Beauty and the Beast and Cinderella because mm. you had um, Beauty, it was Beauty, Vanity and Pride. They were all sisters mm. but Vanity and Pride were the horrible, mm. ugly, uh-huh. almost mm. deep sisters but mm. I think they're actually just all related and I got to play Vanity and so I got to wear this really outrageously large Edwardian blue and purple gown, oh um, you know, with like the big hoop yeah, kind yeah. of dress and stuff, mm. and this really high white um, Edwardian wig and Rococo yeah. makeup. Yeah. And I was an absolute bitch as a character, and I loved it. It was really good to sort of get into that space and, yeah. and sort of torture the main the main character, poor thing. Yeah. Um, and then we had a there was a guy who was part of our team at the at the time, and he played Pride, and so he had like these bright red layer bun yeah. wigs on, mm. um, a green sequin gown on. And then, you know, like he didn't, he's, he's, he was actually from Dubai mm. in Egypt. So he was quite hairy. Mm. And so he had this hairy chest coming out <laughs> through <laughs> this dress. Oh, and I don't actually me. think he shaved his beard either, but they added to the, yeah. the fun, mm. um, whimsical element yeah. of it. And he was really hesitant, but we worked together really hard. And mm. ultimately, just not even, not to sort of blow my own trumpet, but we took over the show. Mm. It became about Amazing. us and not beating the <laughs> So much so that like the kids at the show, because we had thousands of kids come to watch mm. us, they all came to us for photos. <laughs> like Aww. we were standing 
it in the back. Just let, <laughs> yeah. just let the main cast yeah. go. Like, just mm. do it. And um, they're like, they're like, say, get it here. I was like, go away. <laughs> get away. And I was like, wait a moment. Okay, you can take a photo of me now. <laughs> but, you know, it was great. It was, it was a, a, a beautiful sense of achievement. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, to do stuff like that here would be fantastic, I think. I think it's great for everyone to mm. enjoy. Also... Sorry to add to that. I'm, I'm, I digress too much. You're Sorry, right. Josh. You're right. um, <laughs> I'd also like to see a lot more of our local stories mm. brought oh, to life. Yes. Like, you know, we've got some amazing writers here, mm. um, even poets. Mm. You know, some, we've got some really talented artists here who are mm. really creative, and I'd like to mm. see their, their work brought to life. Mm. Um, even our, our own um, Puraka and Pakiwaitara from here, or even just around yeah. um, the country in general, and see those brought to life into a space and stage. I mean, I remember I doing it. Shakespeare outside, and we did Midsummer Night's Stream in the Redwoods, mm. and that could not have been a more perfect setting for that. Mm. You know, people dressed up as fairies running across the, the tracks as you go into the main <laughs> round and stuff yeah. and you see everything happening it's all you know it's sort of added to the, to the magical um, mm. sense of it all and then when we did I was lucky enough to be cast as one of the witches in Macbeth mm. and we did that at Hell's Gate mm. among all the oh. geothermal and stuff and that was a, that was an amazing experience so you know like to see that stuff come back again yeah. when we sort of go around to different places and maybe perform in local spots just to give them more exposure and also to you know bring the community out of out of there especially That's after having so to be cool. having to be in lockdown for so long mm. oh yeah definitely yeah. so local stories please Come on, writers, yeah, poets, singers, we can do it. Yes, or even take your stories and we can p- maybe turn them into a musical. Just saying, very quietly. Oh my gosh, <laughs> that would be cool. That'd be cool. Yeah. We've got so much goals and um, dreams for our community, and yeah. it's always awesome to dream big. And even though we're a small town, mm. put that in a quotation marks. Yeah, but yeah, we've got. Big talents, big dreams in here. Would you have any tips for rangatai or even people in any age who are interested in the musical theatre? Yeah, go for it. Put yourself out there. I mean, the beautiful thing is that most of our secondary schools now have, only even our primary schools now have spaces where uh, where they can experience theatre or Mm. or performance in one way, shape or another. Mm. So if you have an inkling, even if it's just like a small curiosity about it, go for it. Mm. Because you never know where where you're going to end up. Yeah, Often it could lead to other schools and other places, which is Mm. Fantastic. Um, we are always looking for, you know, it also is, is like I said, it's a wealth of talent. Mm. Yeah. We're actually yeah. lucky that we have an abundance of talent here. Oh, yeah. So we need to showcase that. There are some amazing providers in the schools for Rangatahi to give them a really good grounding and, and the basics of performance. And mm. um, so I take those definitely. So then mm. when you go to other theatre companies or bigger theatre companies or, or societies, mm. you're a little bit more prepared. Because it can be an overwhelming experience. Um, and uh, when we did song contests, the almost Eurovision experience, our youngest member, he was 15, mm. um, but he'd been performing for some time now yeah. um, cool. wonderfully talented young kid called Oliver Serank and his whanau actually there's three generations of, of his whanau in the, involved, that have been involved with also a musical theatre oh, cool. so he had some pretty big shoes to fill and he's filled yeah. them really well oh, um, he's nice. exceptionally talented and he was quite emotional at the closing night of oh. our season and he was like mm. you know he, he, I remember him saying yeah, thank you for looking after this little 15 year old and making me feel safe oh. and making me feel looked after and respected and we're like oh of course because that's the environment that we, yeah. mm. we love to have yeah. as a supportive mm. whānau environment mm. where no one feels alone yeah. no one should feel alone in that space because you're giving so much yourself you're stepping out of yourself you're making yourself a vulnerable and available to whatever's mm. happening in mm. the script so there needs to be a safe space mm. so that's, uh, that's that's what I love about what we do our innate ability our innate ability to tell stories like as Taika Waititi said we are the original storytellers um, is something that's really intrinsic to us but you know so if, if there's a story you want to tell if you want to share who you are you know I love that we're in an age where people can be who they are or they can at least have the the opportunity to figure it out yeah 
Yeah. Like, I mean, my generation, I was born in 79. Um, <laughs> you know, like growing up, it was it was really hard to sort of, if you were, were a little bit more expressive than everyone else, if you were a little bit more, if you didn't see the world yet, the way everyone else mm. saw it, or if you questioned things, um, yeah. it was often frowned upon and, and, dis- and ultimately discouraged. Mm. Fortunately, I'm really stubborn mm. and I don't care. I didn't care. I was like, well, I'm going to do it anyway. Um, nice. I don't care what you do. Um, you know, but it's, it's really beautiful to see the fact that we're in a space where we, um, Rangatahi can actually explore who they are, mm. try and figure it out, mm. and actually not decide because it's never a choice. It's just find your tribe. Mm. Mm. I mean, yes. I found my tribe in theatre, I found my tribe in other things, and that's just through putting myself in mm. that space mm. and going, yeah, I'll try it and see how it goes. If it doesn't work, there is no right time. Actually, on that on that note, there is no right time to do anything. It's your time and when you're reading. Um, so, oh, also, not everyone's comfortable on stage. So it may not be performance that you're looking at. It could be, but there are lots of avenues to learn things and lighting, sound, mm. um, props, um, set building. You know, we're always mm. looking for, like, people, artists who can paint sets and build sets and things like that for shows and stuff. <laughs> Yeah, good. Can I help? Yeah. Good to know. <laughs> because that's, you know, that's, there's often a shortage of that. We have lots of, perf- mm. like, there are people who come to perform. There's a lack in, of, of people in behind the scenes mm. and who are really important. So wardrobe, um, costuming, lighting, sound, props, um, set building, set design, uh, all of that stuff. Even front of house, you might find by becoming established with uh, a space, you may not necessarily want to be on stage, but mm. you might like to help out backstage. The great thing about being a part of the Edelstone Musical Theatre Society for me, it has been that I've been able to go and do props and I've helped in wardrobe. I can't sew, but I can mm. kind of style. I mean, I have basic knowledge of makeup in here, so I, yeah. I could put myself in that space mm. for a bit. Even stage managing. That's what we're always looking for, like, stage managers. Um, we're also looking, you know, we're always looking on the lookout for, like, directors and, and choreographers and musical mm. directors who probably just thought about it but never actually done it. So mm. we're more than welcome to, you know, express your interest and let's cool. see where it goes. I mean, I often end up at front of house because my hospital background mm. puts me there. Mm. I'm like, I just feel a little bit more comfortable there then. Um, and then I get to watch the show as well rather than sit at <laughs> the back cool. going, what's going on? So yeah, I mean, if you want to, by all means, like I said, contact the email info at ultramusicaltheatre.co.nz, third plug. Um, nice. <laughs> for more information. And you come along and just see what happens. And we'll have those links in our description as well. Are there any groups and people you would like to afi thank or give a shout out to? Yes. Uh, first and foremost, to our whanau at Te Whare Whakari Puro o Rotorua, aka the Udotoro Musical Theatre. Big shout out to our committee, um, our president, Bobby Mihi Howard. Mm-hmm. Um, thank you for all that you do and all that you are for us. Mm-hmm. So many thanks for you and, and to our, our wonderful committee members mm-hmm. and to our, um, our whanau who are also members of that. Also to our, once again, to our sister society, Tauranga Musical Theatre. Big love to you all. Oh, Deb Rolls at Level 3. We love you. Yeah, she's, she's awesome. Yeah, I'm yeah. meant to be talking about doing another show there, so I um, hope to catch up with you soon. The Whanau Okareka Dance Company, which was founded in 2007 by Tairo Royal and Tani Mete. Um, Tairo, who I mentioned before, is our choreographer mm. for Colour People. Mm. So, yes, big mihi to you. But also to a little theatre. Um, so, Liz Carrington and the team, big shout out to you guys as well. <sighs> and also to Tash Lokoa and all the team at Lakes Performing mm. Arts. Mm. I've probably forgotten people. Um, but, yeah, to everyone who just is, you know, we are the original story. Storytellers. Mm. So let's let's keep doing what we're doing, mm. and um, if we can help and support each other anyway, let's do that as well. All right, um, and I think we're on to our last um, partai, which is um, 
Do you have upcoming events to keep an eye out for? I'm actually planning a break at the, Fair at the end of at the end of our season, at the end of um, the Color Purple, yeah. because I went from song contest, oh. the almost Eurovision experience, and to dance at Harcourt's dancing for hospice, and now the Color Purple. Mm. I like I said, I haven't had a chance to sort of come down yeah. from any of mm. that, and almost like burning the midnight oil sometimes, yeah. and even like during rehearsals, I apologise to my fellow cast members and a creative team. Sometimes I've had nothing left in the tank to give, and mm. it's just but I'm a mode of just let's just do it mm. which often actually brings out some really good things like when you're not thinking about stuff and you're just in it mm. some amazing things can come out of it yeah. but you know I'm planning a break for as long as I can mm. I've already received another two offers for, for um, performances out of town and I've mm. just said no I've had to say mm. no yeah. um, but looking definitely maybe next year into, mm. some, into something nice. to be involved with I'm yeah, looking at talking with Deb from Level 13 about doing another solo show there yes I think and see how that goes but for now yeah I've enjoyed the ride it's been cool but I think it's just time to I needed to sort of take some time to myself mm. reflect and reset mm. basically cool. that's the plan after an amazing season of Colour Purple it's nice. just something to have a rest yeah. so it'll just be a short break but I need it awesome do you want to end with a blessing or something oh that'd be sure. cool yeah, yeah. yeah. That would be cool. Um, podcast. I can't remember the word in Māori. Um, but we'll just finish with a little quick blessing um, yes. from our um to you all. Um, May the calm be widespread, may the sea glisten like our greenstone, and may the shimmer of sunlight dance across your path now and forever. Oh, beautiful. That's all. Follow us on Instagram at The Arts Village. We are Rotorua Arts Village on Facebook. And our website is theartsvillage.org.nz. Become a supporter of The Village on our website. Rate us on Apple Podcasts. It helps spread the word. We'd also like to thank Rotorua Civic Arts Trust for kindly funding this podcast. If you would like to be featured or know someone you want to see featured, let us know at activities at artsvillage.org.nz. This has been your host, Tara Prieto. And Sviti James Sira. And produced by Chesh. T. Davis. And we were joined today by Nanu. And cut. And cut. You can talk about the cats movie now. Let's <laughs> <laughs> talk about cats. Let's talk about cats. <laughs> no. I like cats. <laughs> I like cats. We have like, two cats. Like I, have <laughs> yeah, I have a Maine Coon cat. Just about yeah. slow. Yeah, oh, they're, they're huge. And fluffy. Oh. Yeah. Yeah, they're, they're really cute. Like I like how almost lion-like their faces mm. are. Why are we talking Very about much. cats? Sorry, Josh. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know who you are. I but think we did great. I don't have mine. <laughs>